Sunday, April 24th, 2016. And our fabulous guest who's been on our show before, Carolyn Coleridge, has a new book out. Uh, she is LCSW, which, and she is a psychotherapist, intuitive, and she's a healer. She has been doing reading and healings for 20 years. She teaches mindfulness meditation at a major HMO and has an intuitive healing practice. Her new book, Honor Your Spirit, comes out in April. And we have a link up on the bio on the show page below the slideshow. And it has a link to her Facebook page and the book. Please check this out, folks. This is going to be amazing. Now, I'm sure you all know who I am, but for anybody that's new, I'm the host, David Baker, and the co-host is Sherelle Baker. Welcome, Sherelle. Thank you. Welcome, David. I am glad that the technical difficulties that Block Talk had subsided so we can get on with our show and have our wonderful guest on. And speaking of our wonderful guest, welcome, Carolyn. How are you doing? Thank you for being I'm on the show. I'm doing great. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we are too. We had you on a show a while back. It was a great show. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of listeners. And tonight's going to be a great show, too, because you have this wonderful book out, Honor Your Spirit. Could you start by telling us a little bit, because you've been in practice for a long time, you're a veteran, what Mm -hmm. brought about you writing this book? Um, Well, several levels. Uh, One is that... um, I feel like I'm a light worker, and I'm part of the path of being a light worker. And a light worker is somebody who spreads light or spiritual knowledge on the planet. And we're all light workers, but sometimes our lights don't go on. So, But when they go on, we feel like we have to um, walk the path and then um, go back and teach other people what we've learned. And as I've been doing the work for 20 years, helping healing, teaching, I've seen people's lives you know, transform as they ignite the light inside of them. That's their spirit essence. And um, I think that it's important for people to realize they come from the other side, um, from the spiritual realm, and they come to earth for a reason. And then the spirit light, if through tragedy and difficulties and pain, um, light turns on. And from that, you can transform that into walking your path and finding out what your true course is. So um, the book came upon that, you know, to having people, to giving them like a resource book and how I walked my path and how I created it. Um, and started to fulfill my mission and how everything kind of fell into place. Um, so that was one reason. And then when I was 38, I almost I almost died in the hospital from a PE, which is a blood clot, a pulmonary embolism. And what happened is um, before I was coming back, I realized I had to finish the book. That was the one thing I really had to do. It just wasn't said. It was imprinted in, upon my soul and my consciousness, you know, finish the book and, um, and uh, or I I wanted to stay there, but that that impression was so strong that I just felt like I have to fulfill this for my mission for God's mission. So it's really just like the a masterpiece of the work that I've done over the years in helping people and working with them and seeing them change as they honor their spirit. Well, wow, that's amazing. And what else is yeah. amazing is that you no, know, I had a near death experience 
when I drowned, but nobody saved mm. me but spirit because I came back into my body and saved myself. But Terrell also had a blood clot, and uh, after mm. test, she passed briefly in bed next to me and then came back, and then I rushed her to the emergency room. And she also mm. had a brief near-death experience from uh, from that as well. So I'm just saying, wow, three of us here together have some similarities in experience and also we're also teachers you know spiritual teachers medium psychics and you know that type of thing healers right and even psychics and mediums need to go see a healer from time to time to clear out the energy or maybe they need help because we're human beings as well mm-hmm. so can you tell us a little bit about what your book is about um, yeah, a little so bit my more about is, what your book's about. Yeah. Um, well, it is truly about my path and how, um, you know, I was able to, you know, that I had these gifts that I had, but I wasn't aware of it until I hit my Saturn return at age 28. So I was studying to be a psychotherapist, and I'm still a psychotherapist. I work for Kaiser as a therapist. And um, all of a sudden, while I was studying, I started to see ghosts all the time, and I didn't understand what that was about. Like, why am I seeing ghosts? And um, they were kind of overwhelming me. And then what I did was I went to a psychic and a healer. Um, and they both said, oh, you're opening up to your gifts. This is the work you're supposed to be doing. And I thought they were nuts. I said, no, I'm studying in a conservative university. And I am you know, I have to do this. And two worlds don't mix. And they said, well, somehow you're going to mix them because I definitely see this as your path. So um, as they taught me methods to, like, surround myself with the guardian angels, which helped me to not see so many ghosts and to get a gatekeeper on the other side, that can help keep away the ghosts. Like as I started asking and dialoguing with the universe, um, and that's a big part of my book, like how do you really dialogue with the universe? How do you talk to it? And um, as I started to do that, I started to get more control over my spiritual mission. So I teach people various methods and how to dialogue. Um, Within the book, I have little... um, kind of uh, homework assignments or at the end of each chapter, I was like, you know, what's your message from spirit today? You know, what synchronicities have you seen? And I break it down and teach them how spirit talks to us through dreams, through coincidences, through, you know, um, uh, meditations, through um, appearances by people. There's many different ways that the universe or God, which I believe the universe is really God, um, emanates information to us daily. We just have to be on the right frequency to tune into it and then to get the message and then uh, uh, act on it. So that's what my book teaches about. It teaches you how to work with the universe, how to apply to the universe. It teaches you how to um, stay in the moment. And it teaches when I've been through bad, horrible tragedies that it was really difficult and I didn't know what to do. And then I had to learn like certain attributes like forgiveness or um, tolerance or uh, strength. You know, that during these challenges that I had, um, like when they were trying to kill me in the hospital, <laughs> that I had to learn these qualities um, and that these qualities were actually put into my soul belt and made my, my light brighter um, instead of going down the energy of revenge and vindictiveness, which kind of would give me more karma. So uh, the book kind of teaches those different experiences. That seems That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I was just going to say oh, really? that. that seems so amazing because it just... Um, it makes you kind of wonder when all these different things happen, What, how do you stay positive and how do you stay, you know, still forgiving? And I, I've learned, too, and it's something that you mentioned about, you know, having to forgive and that it's not only that you're forgiving other people, but you're forgiving yourself, too, 
um, mm-hmm. to get the blessing. That's what I. That's what I feel. So that's what I had to learn through my experience. So to hear someone else say that, it's it's just profound. It's very profound. Yes, because um, what inspired at the end of the book, I have the universal laws, and it teaches people what the laws are. And I said, you know, we have laws for like green light, go, you know, red light, stop, and we have universal laws, and we need to live by that. Because if not, then what happens is that we get off course, and then we we take into the energy of the the planet about vindictiveness and rage, which is pushed on the media, and anger and and revenge. But then that is one of those uh, things that make us go back in the cycle because then we go to the other side, we see our path and say, oh, my God, I didn't take the higher road. And then we stay in the dream and then we go back to like, kill, you know, to kind of recreate it and and to to, um, rectify it. And then we get caught in this cycle. But when we realize this is just a dream and that some of the things we create are for our own spiritual growth, then what happens, we break out of the dream. And it's not like we don't come back, but we feel like we don't need to because we wake up from the dream. And to me, that's like true consciousness and true awakening is when you wake up from the dream and say, oh, this was just an experience. I don't have to take it personally. That doesn't have to be that bad, and I can just live my life in another planet, another existence. So I use a lot of different types of spiritual principles. Um, Getting out of the dream, there's a forgiveness prayer that I got from the Course in Miracles. Uh, You know, I use chance to manifest and chance to remove blocks and different spiritual principles. I feel at this point on the planet, we're supposed to draw from all the different spiritual principles, um, whatever feels comfortable, because so many people have been, you know, messed up by Catholicism or they're detoxing from Judaism. These are what my clients say to me, and they just want to understand their spirit journey, not the constructs of the man's plane of the religion, but just like, what does my spirit want? Why did my spirit come here? What is it here to do? You know, learn about the laws, learn about forgiveness, learn about forgiveness is really just giving back the energy, saying, oh, I created that, I'll let it go so that I can get my lesson and I can move forward on my path. So, and I also talk about forgiveness is not easy for me because I'm an Aries, <laughs> but, um, you know, but I had to try. And sometimes when I'm dying in the hospital, I could, I had to forgive her. I feel like that if I was aggressive, they would kill me, literally, you know, and I had to like learn that through uh, pain. Um, but then at the other end, I feel, you know, better within myself. And then I teach other people that too. You know, I steer them away from, you know, because like, that's where the psychic ability comes in. If I see, you know, they want to do this, this, that person, I'm like, you know, you're going to, what you sow, you reap. You know, these are universal yes. laws. They're yes. not just energy, you know, not just sayings that, yeah, really working with that. So it was, it's like a lurking, a working um, experience from learning universal laws and learning about the spiritual laws and why the Spirit sent you here. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, that's a good example. It said that pain and experience is the best teacher. I've had readings where somebody said, why am I in this mess and this and that? Will it ever end? And I tell them that, you know, it will end and you will learn from it. It's like when you go through a storm and you're stuck in there, but eventually the storm will pass and everything will be okay again. Nothing is forever. And the other thing that intrigues me is, because I've been doing this for years myself, and I found that doctors and uh, psychiatrists, psychologists, and whatever are basically scientists, and they want proof. They don't believe in, in this, you know, paranormal, supernatural, psychic medium stuff. But yet, Dorian Virtue, who's a psychologist, 
Dr. Eben Allen, who was a neurosurgeon, and he had near-death experience, and there's other examples. And I'm just wondering, you know, what makes a person that has a scientific mind think that they're not delusional or having some type of psych episode <laughs> when they experience this? You know, did it replay over and over that this was tangible and precipitous and that you were actually experiencing things, there was nothing wrong with you. And, you know, I'm really curious, you know, you're well-educated, you're a scientist, you believe this stuff doesn't mix, like you said, with a psychic medium. What was the trigger that opened your mind to say, well, you know what, maybe the scientific teaching is great for the field, but not can't explain everything, so I'm going to explore this other area and see what comes about. Is that how it happened with you, kind of? Um, well, yeah, I'm a psychotherapist. I'm not really a scientist, though. So my mother is a chemist. So um, I think um, in terms of, but it is a very cognitive, analytical field. Um, but when you ask what made me combine both, it really is my childhood experience. Like my father is a minister, and he's um, a psychotherapist, but he used pastoral counseling, so he used a lot of the Bible to do counseling, and then my mother's an actual psychic. I mean, she used to see ghosts and see her family and astral project and, you know, go into the future, and um, and then she also is a chemist. She, um, she was a chemistry teacher for high school and physics, so I had all four in my family background, so I knew it combined. So my mother would see a ghost and say, Clarence, there's a ghost, and my dad, and he would get out the Bible and try to clear the ghost. My mother would talk to the ghost and get away. So we are always using both aspects, but I didn't even know it was part of, you know, my background in terms of doing it for myself until I was met with, a, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night at, in Columbia at the university in the dorm and saw a ghost staring at me. And I'm like, why are they keep coming? And they just kept coming in droves. And I realized that, you know, I, I didn't realize, but I struggled with it. I fought against it for a long time. Um, and then um, I think the precipitating issue or the precipitating, the changing point was when I was, I was doing Reiki to help heal myself because I was so drained in Manhattan doing therapy with, you know, aggressive clients and I just felt it was overwhelming and um, I went to a Reiki circle, became a Reiki master, but I never used it. Then one of my clients was really depressed and she said, um, I'm going to kill myself. And it was like before a holiday, like maybe a Friday night, everyone had taken the train out of the city. There were no psychiatrists on call. And I was like, what am I going to do? I can't hospitalize her. So I ended up uh, showing up. putting Reiki symbols around her and throwing her an intention and surrounding her with Reiki symbols and angels. And she said, oh, my God, what did you do? And this is all through thought. And, she, and she, I said, I just sent you a Reiki symbol. She goes, I felt it. It felt like a wave of good. And um, and then she was actually calmer. And we could make a contract, and she didn't decide not to kill herself. She had this long contract in, and she's like, I don't know what you did, but that was amazing. And I realized at that point that I had to combine both. And I didn't know how to do it, so um, because there's psych- psychic and then there's psychotic, and you know, and the two worlds don't mix. You know, you tell people you hear voices in this psychotherapy right. world, they think you're crazy. But um, right. I was kept asking God. I said, you know, if you want me, because I decided when I was working at a psychotherapy clinic and I was using my intuition, my boss basically did a witch hunt on me and thought I was, you know, she said, I'm intuitive like you, but she used her intuition for the dark side. I use it for the light. And then she was doing all these wow. you know, things to get me, yeah, to get, I know, she just showed up in my apartment, long story, but she she did these things to um, 
I mean, energetically, um, to get rid of me and literally exactly. try to get me fired because I, I showed up, I told her some of the things she did and some of the way she worked with clients was abusive. Um, she didn't like it, so she tried to get everyone against me and had somebody write me up and everything, and I was very sick, and I didn't know what to do. And um, I had these huge tumors, and I was bleeding, and I was going to lose my insurance, and my my, my OBGYN was calling me and said, we got to, you know, do a surgery on you, and then I and then. I was um, at that clinic. There's about maybe 50 therapists, and um, my score was a 94, which is one of the highest out of 100 in terms of the patient satisfaction. So I think part of her aggression was the jealousy that I was doing something that yes. patients were calling for me. Yes. I was doing well, but I was working with spirit because I had Reiki in my field. Um, the Reiki is about being pure intention. I have that when I sit with a client. I feel like it's a sacred contract, and I feel like I'm working for the source. Um, so I, I didn't know what to do, and I was just going to leave. And um, I kind of asked, I said, what should I do? And I heard a voice in my head said, why don't you work for me? Because it was so unfair what happened. And then again, I heard the voice, why don't you work for me? And I knew the voice, like, you know, your father's voice. And I said, how is yes. this energy yes. in my head and in my mind? And I said, okay, I will. I kind of humored the voice, and it says, you know, the work is steady, the pay is good, and the retirement benefits are out of this world. And I started to laugh, and I broke yeah. the pain. Yeah. And then I, I then I, yeah, then I said, how am I going to do it? And there was nothing. And I said, well, how am I going to, I need insurance, how am I going to do it? This is all telepathy in my head. And the voice said very strongly, honor your spirit. There's nothing more, nothing less, just honor your spirit. And, like, basically everything has been taken care of as I did that. So I've gotten to offices. I've had clients galore. If you looked on LinkedIn, I have 94 testimonials, which is unheard of on a public site for readings. I don't even know how these people – I don't pay my people to do that, but I guess I've touched an aspect of them that needs to be lit up. So as I work for God, after I, as I applied to the universe – I dedicate my life to working with Source, he helped protect me by combining both of the fields. So that's really what happened. And I've seen the results of my work. That and is amazing. That is yeah. amazing. When you said that, I just got goosebumps. I just like, oh, that was amazing. Oh, that was amazing. That's good. Great. And that's what I, I want my book to do. Well. I want, oh, no problem. I, I wanted my book to give people chills because I want them to touch their spirit. And then when, see, when spirit touches spirit, the spirit starts shaking in your body. And those, to me, those are the chills. <laughs> those are the goosebumps. And when your hair raises, your spirit's yeah. inside of you saying, yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, um, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to read your book yet, but uh, I'm going to. Good. I, I can't wait to read it. I have a collection of hundreds of books in the wow. field in my library because I do research and teaching as well. And I'm most uh, anxious and eager to read your book. And you know what you said, because I've studied uh, many fields, and I know that when people do the dark arts, you know they use mm-hmm. certain signs, symbols, incantations, and objects and, and things. And to do the dirty work there is called upon an entity, which does the bidding for them. But most people don't realize that do that, that when they do the work for them, it's going to come time to say, okay, I I did it, now it's time to pay me. And they come back, and the people that usually send it are paid back big time, and it's not mm. nice. So mm. uh, I've a lot of people that I've practiced that have come to get themselves exercised and wanted to stop because they didn't realize that they had payback, 
and they were being messed with because they did those bad things. And it, it's, it's the karma thing that you mentioned earlier, where you send out comes back to you, and boy, does it come back to those people big time. So you know, it's it's not worth it to do that. I just don't understand the minds of those people, and I'm not going to try to. I am supporting people that you know, open their minds and try to do good things. And as I said earlier, also sometimes pain and negativity or experiences uh, – you know, pushes a certain button which opens another door or causes you to be propelled in another direction. And as you just said before us, that those things that happen and then you got the voices in your head propelled you in a new and beautiful direction. I mean, it mm-hmm. changed your life. You know, your testimony is proof right there that certain things if you don't give up, never give up is the key word. You can move forward. And that's mm-hmm. amazing. Now, one thing, you said something earlier about dreams. I don't mm-hmm. want to do all the talking here. Sorry. But, um, you know, a person's, you know, a robot has a battery, and that's the energy that keeps the robot animated, right? But then they, they shut down the robot to rest for the night. So, our spirit, our soul, is energy. It never sleeps or rests. It keeps going on, but the body needs to sleep. So when the body sleeps, the what does the spirit do? It's, it's awake. Does it take you into like a hollow deck for dreams? Does it help you work out your problems? Does it take you to a past life or a journey? What, you know, without getting real complicated, basically what happens when one goes to sleep? Why do we dream and what goes on? Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like um, you kind of answered it, too. I, I think you're right. The body needs sleep, but the, the spirit, I think, goes back and looks up the the, um, the book of life, and it reads through what you're supposed to do, and, and it reads through and sees things, uh, and then it comes back and um, re, relives it, so it remembers where they're going, and I think that's what deja vu moment, uh, moments are, because I know when I had a PE, I, I know I saw that word before. I saw it in the book of life, like pulmonary embolism, and I would ask in the hospital, I was like, what does that mean? And they're like, oh, you're too young, don't worry, you won't get one. And then I did get one post-surgical, so I knew that I saw it before, but I know why. So in some ways, you kind of know. So your spirit has these certain things, um, that happen, and I can go on and on about dreams, but um, like for example, when I came back in my body, there were all these dead people around me, and I was and I thought they were alive until I realized they were dead, and they said, um, "We died in the hospital too. You got to help us." And I'm like, "What? Like, why are these people coming?" I was doing social work as I was dying in the hospital. They're like, "You got to help us." So I ended up reporting that hospital, and I think what what happened is in, in the dream world, which is the real world, I ended up helping them, you know, and that probably was a contract that I had. I had no awareness of because they I didn't have insurance there for some reason they marked me the wrong insurance self pay so they figured they could treat me anyways and what happened is that um um I was a social worker and that's what I do in hospitals I report hospitals for bad behavior so I think God put me there for a reason so that's one way I treat to work yeah yeah absolutely everything's for a reason and that's why I was cuz I had a $30,000 bill and I had to pay it off Holy cow. they would not I know and I did I was not going to have bad credit, and I did. I don't know how I did it. 
but um, just through spirit, through different things, through speaking and other things. But I was really angry at God, and God spoke to me again, and he gave me more of my assignment, which I won't repeat till I see it. But I was like, when he told me what I had to do, I was like, what? Because I was so angry. I said, I've worked in the hospital so long. Why? And he just gave me a message because I want you to do this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But in terms of dreams, I teach dreams. I work in, um, in Kaiser Outpatient. I actually teach an intensive outpatient program, IOP, and I did that at, at Northridge, too. And I teach about dreams. And you, you, these are people who have tried to kill themselves or suicidal, depressed. They love this stuff, and they get overwhelmed. They get afraid of it. They're like, oh, I had a dream my cousin's going to die now. And I try them to, wait, 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 take advantage of this stuff. Protect yourself. Pray to the highest energy. You know, be centered. Use this information to help you figure out where your next steps are. So I have a group at Kaiser, which is um, – a group of women of color, and they all have spiritual experiences, and they think they're nuts. And I, I help them create, say, no, these are your gifts. You talk to God, let's hear what he says. Let's, let's move with this. I mean, none of them are psychotic. I don't, you know, if somebody's really psychotic and needs medication, they could stay in that space. But these are people that are they're having spiritual experiences, and some of the church and dialogue really cuts it down to saying this is wrong. But um, some of the stuff they say to me, and I say, go out and get a dream. They get a dream about their relationship, and then they're right. They're like, wow, I can use this. So it can be a resource. It's an incredible resource to work with the universe. And I've been having a lot of astral body projections, and I've been going to different places, different planets. It's crazy. And um, I, I've also, you can also use your dreams to find out about the future. You can be a lucid dreamer. You can start creating things in the dream world. It brings it back into the real world. You know, the um, uh, Carlos um, Castaneda and the Toltec. Um, in the Mexican culture, they talk a lot about being in the dream world, which is the real world. I mean, there's so much richness in dream world. It's like that's where you get your nuts and bolts of your work. So I highly recommend that if you don't dream, ask, say to yourself, I want to remember my dreams tonight, and then you will. Another way to get into your dream world and stay awake in it is to meditate regularly. Because when you meditate regularly, you open up that space, that realm of the higher, the alpha state, and you can be more aware. You're using different muscles in your mind and your brain that will be awaking your dream state so you can hold the energy longer and be more aware to kind of move within the dream world, which is the real world. This is the dream. This is the fake world. <laughs> the matrix was right. It is. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. And, you know, I, I, I don't do it now because I've had so many. I, I just, you know, I had a dream journal by my bed for a few years and I uh I'd write down all my dreams and sometimes it'd be like a year and a half or three later when stuff made sense. Mm-hmm. And then I had some you know, about once a year I have uh, uh not a premonition which is just a feeling about something but a precognitive lucid dream which has came true the next day or a week later or something like that. So the dream journal is really uh it's good proof and it's good help and if you look over it uh, you know, when you wake up and write down real quick, uh, not only do you find out later that it makes some type of sense or something, but like you said, you know, it you know, it helps you remember the dream. And also, if you meditate before you go to bed and have the intention of doing it, that works too. I mean, I'm on the same page as you, the same page. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm a guide. My wife won't ask you this, right? You no, know, because I see ghosts and crossover spirits, so... You see ghosts, and you do you also see crossover spirits too, like a medium, you know, like in heaven and a, yes. and earthly ground. Go okay, and there's a difference between the both. But when you first started seeing them, you know, like 
my ghost experiences have been different. Sometimes I think, hey, Sherelle, can you see that person over there? No. Even though she <laughs> can, you know, do what I do. Uh, uh, that's how real it is. And sometimes it's not, you know. It's uh, sparse. But, you know, you start, did you talk to these people and did they answer you? They, You said something about they ask you for help or something like that and they were in the hospital? Oh, well, uh, when I was at Columbia and they were coming to me, um, I would wake up in the middle of the night and see people staring at me. You know, that scared me, you know. Um, and then I would see, yeah, people all the time, like a man floated into my room, and then I saw ghosts and stuff. And those I was too afraid to, I was too new to it. So I wouldn't speak to them. But then I, I started, I joined a New York spiritualist group, and I sat in a circle for about a year, you know, on and off because I was still studying. Um, and that really opened up that ability. But then um, when I was in the hospital, I came back in my body, and I felt I thought I was in my body. I probably wasn't, and they were just as real as anyone else gathered in my room. There was a lot of them. There was like maybe 15 people. And, yeah, I was talking to them, like regular conversation, until I realized that why am I talking to all these, why are there all these people in my, medic, in my room, and why am I talking to them? So there I would talk to them, um, and then they told me there was a, a ringleader. Her name was Diane, and she said, you've got to help us. So it was almost like it was orchestrated from the other side. Um, but then when I do mediumship readings, and I only really do mediumship if it helps somebody grow, you know, like for, I mean, people will come to me for whatever, you know, sometimes their son died and they'll come to me, but if it helps them grow in terms of going to, like, because um, I'm more of a healer, uh, like releasing pain or uh, doing other things. And, and what's interesting, in, in my book, most of the experiences of the clients that I've helped have been mediumship, and I wasn't planning to do it because I was so haunted. Um, but I do, I telepathically hear them, you know, and I go back and forth with them. And then I discuss, you know, different things um, about their life, or they give messages that can help the people to grow spiritually. So, because um, I've had some teachers that were really against mediumship, but mine has been so strong and so profound that I really wanted to continue with that because, um, you know, it was just an ability, I guess, my mom had that she's passed down, you know. And I just think it's really just, if you think of a play and a curtain, and like the end of a play, like the curtain comes down, and you look beyond the curtain, to me that's what it looks like. It's just right there. We just have to, like, change your frequency, and you can see them or hear them. And when you're going between sleeping and waking, that's when you're changing frequencies, and to me that's easiest to see them completely. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, and, and do you so, change your yeah. vibrations? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. That mm-hmm. that's prevalent in our family as well, psychics and mediums and my sister is also uh took courses and she's a Reiki master now and which is pretty mm. cool. I've done healings but I did just use either hands on or hands off method, not Reiki but another way. But one one time I know I've I've done some healings but I really don't I've just my thing is many you know, psychic mediumship and teaching and all that, mainly because I can't do everything. But I I have done healings before and received healings. Now, my wife had a, you know, a female issue one time. She laid down on the couch. I sent her energy, and she felt better. She said she felt heat. Her eyes were closed, and all that, and she felt better afterwards. Now, when you do a Reiki healing, does a person feel like a tingling, a hot, cold, or something? What happens? I know it works. I know it's real. I'm just curious. I've never had a Reiki-type healing. Has anybody told you what it felt like? 
Yes, a lot of them. When I worked at UCLA, um, and that was one of the jobs when I worked for the universe, I asked God, you know, what I should do. He, I said, maybe I should be a healer. And then I met a woman at my church who um, bumped back to back. And this is how I say I asked the universe. And the universe gets me my work. It's not I don't go through application process, but the universe. And she said, I work at UCLA, and we need a healer. So then I applied, and I got in there as a healer for six years with the kids. And these were, it was a pediatric pain program at UCLA, and the results of that were ended up airing on CNN, which helped my business for years. So this was all set up. I didn't have to pay a dime for this video that got on the web, you know. And the, But when I do the healing, the kids felt they feel heat, they feel um, sometimes coolness, depending on what they need, um, they feel peace, and I feel like it's a charge for your spirit, and the spirit, your spirit has your answer, and that's why I feel people need to honor it, because uh, everyone has a powerful, powerful, incredible um, uh, light bulb inside of them, which is their spirit. It's incredibly bright and intelligent and beautiful and pure and it's there inside of us but it's hidden and the more we meditate if we get energy healing it activates it because the spirit loves a gentle touch it loves the higher realm energy we do pranic on it or um, qigong or meditate we activate it we give it more light and and it actually helps to give us our answers so a lot of times after the reiki sessions people will say they feel peaceful or they feel a little tired and then they go to sleep and they get insight or answers to problems they've been dealing with so I feel like it's a charge to our spirit body, and it's um, it's very it's a natural way. It doesn't have to be expensive. It can be a very easy way to help people to feel balanced and to give your spirit like gasoline, so to speak. You know, our soul car. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I that. believe that if somebody gets hurt, they should go for a natural healing like that, or try to use also homeopathic methods, but. If it's an emergency mm-hmm. and somebody like, breaks their tone or an all oh, major pain, that maybe you know the physician should give them a few pain meds to mitigate the pain, you know, to like for like two or three days or something like that, and then that's it. So they won't have problems with that, and then right after that they should start seeing seeing a healer, so they'll be off that the, the medication and then heal naturally, you know, after a few days and when the swelling goes down and everything like that. I believe, and if it's not an emergency, uh, they should get a natural healing. It, it's more healthy for the body because there's no drugs or anything foreign to the body. So when when you send somebody a healing, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, for the neotypes and persons that don't really understand it, you know, is there's you're channeling energy. It's not you. You have the gift, you know, but you channel it to somebody else and uh, you're sending something to somebody to make them feel better, right? You're sending like mm-hmm. a green light or a gold light or something like that. And you're you're sending real energy to somebody to help them feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yes. I'm a channel for the divine, basically. Any healer who really is a true healer needs to know that they're just a channel for the the energy of the universe or the divine to come through me. You open up like a portal in the crown of your head and on the top of your mouth. You just let the, the chi come through, 
or the ki or the prana or life force in the U.S. culture, and then you just become the channel. I'm just a conduit, but I get a healing when I'm um, activating that energy field, and you have to have pure intentions and high intentions that the right thing at the right time for the purpose, person's path will come through your hands in terms of the healing. And a lot of the powerful healings I've had are, are when I didn't even know I was doing it. Um, I had a woman in my book, I talk about Tanya, who had um, a lot of loss, lost her uh, boyfriend and her best friend and a child all in the same week. And I ended up uh, doing healing on her, and I felt her second chakra, I know, was overwhelmed. And I didn't know what was going on, and um, I I just didn't tune into it because it was so heavy. um, The sadness of what she'd been through, and then later her, um, their boyfriend's mother called me and said, oh my God, you healed Tanya. I said, why? And she said, she's, you know, her pap smear was positive. Did you know that? I said, no, I didn't even know because I was just so focused on the grief. I missed that. You know, no healer's perfect. But when she, after she had the healing, it went away. And I feel like that was a gift from God, from source, because of all the pain she was going through. I felt like losing a baby and a boyfriend, her second shock was just closed down and created the energy of tension and maybe the cancer coming in there, the, I'm sorry, the the, uh, the cells. But after the healing, it was gone. So a lot of the times when I don't even know, people would tell me there's miraculous healings. Uh, another person in my book who was complete, had fibromyalgia and was extremely depressed, um, but was working, and um, she wants to know what her purpose was. And after I started reading her, these relatives used to show up, and I said, is this your mom? Is this your dad? Is this your brother? And all these people had hurt her deeply. Um, and by the end of the reading, she said she felt better, but then I never heard from her. And then four days later, she said, I have to write testimony. I said, why? She said, my fibromyalgia I had for 10 years is gone, and I think all the cells are holding that grief from all those family members that betrayed oh, me. Oh, my goodness. I know, and oh I was yeah. That's and she has it on LinkedIn, the testimonial, and on my webpage, because I didn't, I was not playing to heal her. I was just playing to find a purpose. But spirit has a higher power, and that's where we have to get rid of the ego, and let. And that's the difference between you asked before earlier about the scientific and the spirit. The spirit works more with um, spirit, you know, spirit, the um, the intuitive part, and the mind is sometimes work more with ego. And the ego wants to control, but this, but God wants to bring through. So you have to balance those two. So just being more of spirit helped me, you know, helped her and helped me to be more of a channel. So a lot of these experiences, too, these horrible experiences I had was dying in the hospital, $30,000 bill, were really humbling experiences and taught me a lot of humility. So I wouldn't get, like, arrogant, ah, I heal this woman of her cancer, you know. I have all this pain connected to my own life that I, it kind of humbles me. And I feel like that can be the balance of the spiritual path, to be very humble and just be of service in many ways. But not be a, not be a doormat. Absolutely not be a doormat. That's right. Not and a doormat. Exactly. No. Okay, I have to mm-hmm. make this announcement, even though the show is now in record mode. Uh, our guest is Carolyn Coleridge. And she's a psychotherapist, intuitive and a healer, and a psychic and a medium and a teacher. And her book, Honor Your Spirit, is what we're talking about tonight and subjects similar to that. So, Carolyn, you have so so much amazing information about that. Thank you. And I, I remember reading articles. Somebody had stage four cancer. They went to the doctor, and they were giving them all this stuff. 
and he found out about this famous healer, forget where he's from, his name, and he gave him a series of healings. When he went back to the doctor, he said, you're 100% healthy. What happened? I went to your healer. No way. Something mm. must have happened. You couldn't have done it. No way. His cancer was 100% gone. And that's mm. you know, a rare high-profile case, but I've heard of similar cases that, you know, when the body is stressed like that, you know, yes, you can take, you know, healthy foods and clean living to help heal some of the body because material to material body makes it better. But, you know, the spirit is uh, affecting the body as well. And so if you use the healing also, I think that's a good plus that uh, when that energy goes in those stressed cells it can act really make them better really make them well again i mean what have you got to lose try the healing i mean what you said makes a lot of sense i never the way you explained it i never never looked at it at that angle before (laughs) and there it goes everybody that's more proof that uh natural healing does work carolyn that's that's amazing to hear what you just told me it's it's really right because i've had other other people who had fibromyalgia, and they always have a, uh, not always, but a lot of grief. It's unresolved, a lot of painful, painful grief. So I wonder if that's the energetic, um, you know, connection to fibromyalgia is unresolved grief because I had no idea she had fibromyalgia. We were talking about her purpose. I didn't do a scan on her body. It was a phone reading. I don't always scan people when I do phone readings. Um, and so that helps. So I think we're getting to an understanding of how our emotions and our our wounds like create illness and hold on to it even more so. Like, why does energy go to certain parts of the body? You know, why does it for other people go to different parts of the body? And I I feel like as we start bringing in the higher energies of you know love and kindness and humility and compassion and deep tolerance and you know we can do wonders with other people instead of grief and sadness and you know uh, revenge and vindictiveness all that negativity that's put out in the media and stuff um, can really counteract you know the higher spiritual calling so it takes a lot of discipline and work to stay in that energy um but, you know, it can be done. And I think once people know these, these rules, because um, I, you know, I've incorporated this stuff at Kaiser, I tell people, you know, like um, they're on their meds and I don't tell them do not get off of it. But, you know, why don't you try a flower essence here? You know, rescue remedy. You know, why don't you um, take some meditation or Qigong or Tai Chi? Why don't you try some acupuncture along with their depression? Change your diet. I'll get messages and kind of tell them, and they'll just think it's part of therapy. You know, so many people say, wow, I'm getting chills. And I'm like, good, that's your spirit. You know, so I, and it's helping people. You know, I, I found out I had that this nuclear, I had the highest rating, like a 9.2. And I don't think that's just me. I think it's the spirit coming through and touching people's souls because everyone's a soul. Everyone's a spirit. So why not touch it and let activate that healing aspect of them? You know? We're powerful well, beings of light. True testimony. Mm-hmm. It is. It's you're the channel, and they're the ones doing it. From, that's from the highest source. No wonder you have mm-hmm. a highest rating. It's, you're not doing it through ego. You're doing it through your heart, and mm-hmm. wanting to do better. You know, and and it's working tremendously. Now you know everybody knows salt and excessive sugar is not good for the body, but mm-hmm. uh, 
a lot of people I'm hearing over the last few years that stress is, well, you know, to the extreme is a killer, but no, stress is not good. If you are feeling angry and stressed constantly, uh, that can get you ill. So that also makes sense, what you said earlier. You know, I mean, I was saying, oh, my God, Carolyn's saying what I already believe, you know. That mm-hmm. stress is not good for the body. And, you know, if when you get a healing, the stress is gone. You feel happy. You want to go on a picnic. It's just having a healing is a wonderful thing. I know I've mm-hmm. had them. It's absolutely amazing. And it's real and it's natural. And sometimes, you know, instead of medications or a diet, you know, it doesn't hurt to have a combination. But sometimes that added healing can make a big difference absolutely because it activates the spirit and the spirit's a natural healing part of us that we ignore that we don't talk about we don't think about because when i sit with a group of 40 people in iop and i ask them what is your spirit there's it's like crickets and like no one says anything they don't know they know what it is we don't talk about it <laughs> you know i feel like i'm a bad comedian it's like what's your spirit it's like cricket, cricket. okay cricket <laughs> no, so then, comedian. <laughs> So then uh, finally when I explained to them that your spirit is synchronistic and it's, uh, you know, I use the acronym of spirit, it's synchronistic and it has signs and it's purposeful, purposeful and it has passion, it's intuitive and it's inspirational and it's, you know, rejuvenating. And I go down, they're like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. And I'm like, that's what it is all along. And I explain it and people stop me in the hallway and say, thank you so much for that. You know, like it, it really helped me think different about, you know, what, because a lot of these life crises um, are really just, um, and I'm quoting Lisa Rankin, she's an MD, um, their initiation. There's an article, a great article called 10 Signs That You're a Shaman, But You May Not Know It. And one of them is like you have a horrible experience, like a death or something of initiation. And that may be the fruit of what you're supposed to do. One of them is being sensitive. You feel like you're here for the planetary evolution. Uh, you feel like you're a bridge between two different worlds because you are. You're kind of bringing them in. And when I read these articles, um, these seven, I think they're ten signs to people in the psych facility. They're like, oh my God, this is me. And I was like, yes, instead of saying you're a, a basket case because you have a nervous breakdown, this is your initiation and your, your roots and your the strength to create from this that you have an incredible mission here. Let's figure out what it is. And then they feel like they have that spark of life that makes them feel valuable and important because we've all come here for a reason. We do, each and every one of us. And Mm -hmm. energy is real, even though you can't see it. You can't see, you know, radio waves or things of that nature, but they exist. So energy is real. You walk into an office and somebody had an argument with a supervisor and they're very angry. You didn't know that. You walked in the office Mm -hmm. and you can feel it's heavy. Something's wrong. And you start putting up your Mm -hmm. guard, like, what's going on? You don't know what happened. You just walk in and you can feel it. Or you walk mm-hmm. into a party late, and everybody's telling jokes and laughing. You walk in there, and somebody says hi, and, and they all say hi, and you can, and you feel happy immediately. Like, wow, this is good. This is great because you know I don't know what's going on, but it feels really nice in here, I, even though I just arrived. Now, so if you ha- that energy stuff is real. Now, if I may ask a little bit about psychic protection because it has to do with energy and healing and all that. If you had, you know, there are people that are sensitive and are nice. 
like my wife. Everybody says she's an angel. She mm-hmm. always, my wife gives me healing through her humor and love and everything all the time. Mm-hmm. And then there are some people that you see that complain the whole time. They always complain. That's all they're about, you know. Or somebody comes to you and keeps asking you over and over and over, and then you feel drained when they leave like you're a psychic <laughs> vampire. I mean, how mm-hmm. do you shield yourself against somebody like that? Do you, do you send them gold or white light? Do you shield yourself? What do you do about somebody that drains you like that all the time? Uh, so that's a great question. I teach a lot of mental health professionals how to do various things, and there's a part in my book where I talk about um, the method of grounding and protecting your energy. The energy meditation technique used a lot by healers and used a lot by um, you know Reiki masters and intuitives and psychics. And um, you meditate, you know, anchoring energy from your heart and expanding all your, the golden energy or blue or purple, but usually gold energy throughout your whole body. And then you bring the energy down through your feet, and then you create like golden roots, and you go down like 70 feet into the earth. So, And then when you make that visualization, whatever you visualize, your body really believes it. It's like, you know, working with our subconscious. And then you let all the negative energy go through this golden light within you down into the earth, and then the earth refurbishes it. And then you bring up energy from the earth, so that's where you get your strength from. And bring it all the way up, all the way through the seven, uh, 70 feet that you created this um, energy, you know, um, roots. And bring it up through your body and all the way into your heart. You hook in. And then you bring the energy from your heart up through your throat and your third eye. And out of the crown, all the way up to the um, source. And when I do it at Kaiser, or say, you know, like the big bubble or the orange, you know, the light, if they're not believing in God because I don't want to push anything on them. So then they connect to this light bulb and a star, and then imagine it has wisdom and encouragement and love and good natureness and kindness, and you bring the energy back down from seven, seventy to nine dimensions up, and then they mix together in the heart, the yin and the yang, the male and the female, and then it spreads throughout your body, and then what you do is create like this energy bubble, so you become an energy ray, all these rays spread out of your bubble as you had a channel from heaven to earth and back through you and up again, and then you create a golden bubble around you, and that helps to um, protect you. And you can actually command this bubble, just like an egg, and say that nothing negative will come in. I'm you know, being supported by light. And that helps shield you. There's a lot, a lot of ways to shield. Saging every day. I have to sage when I leave my, you know, my medical office at work and go to my private office. I sage my energy field because that's where you get the pings of people from the well, day. What do you do and in your office and nobody comes... Nobody, you do it in your uh, office before you leave, and nobody comes in and say, "Hey, you've been smoking pot in here." I'm just kidding, but you know. Yeah. No, I. I. I get out of the. Really good. It is because I, I bring it. Actually, I bring it into the IOP and I show people this is sage, and everyone's like, "Where can I get it?" And if you clean your field regularly or or spray it with essential oils, it actually help, brings you like it gives you a charge, like an adrenaline shot, or essential oils like lavender, eucalyptus, and um, you know rosemary and frankincense. It gives people a shot. I, I have sniffing things in my office, and, I, and people are sniffing them like it's cracks. We can have jokes, you know, and they're like, oh "My God, this is so great!" And I'm like, "You're sent." You need this, you know, and our our spirit loves essential oils. They love the elements, you know, they love the sage. And I've been exhausted. I was trying to finish my book, come from seeing 10 clients in a row, sage myself, and it's like an adrenaline shot. And there I'm up for another two hours just writing. 
So it's, you know, that's one thing. Also setting boundaries, saying no with your sensitive. Um, but if you if you sage regularly and if you do the grounding and protecting exercise regularly, what happens, your field gets so strong that I'm not saying you're not going to have bad things, but people may not come towards you as much. You can you can change your field. Sometimes when I'm exhausted, I'll go to church and I'll, people that are really sick will come sit next to me and I'll say in my mind, you know, um, like nicely move away or you know or put up a shield of metal in my field and they'll they'll get up and leave because my field are if you're healer or intuitive or sensitive you want to help every single person around right <laughs> and if you say these things like you know shield up then they'll they'll move away they won't know why but I just can't be on call and that's you know on call all the time so to speak you gotta preserve yeah. yeah yeah well so what you said makes Makes a great deal of sense because that's the way I, I've been taught too. You know, I, I used to have problems with being drained, and I just like pass out on the couch for hours straight right after readings. I just, you know, then I, you know, but I said, well, you know, as you're taught going through courses and stuff like I did as well, you know, get a golden grounding cord and ground yourself. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, set out the intention, say a prayer of protection. Surround yourself with a bubble of white or gold light or something like that and shield it so that good can come in but not bad. It bounces off, you know, and everything. And then when you're done, cut all the cords or send the energy back to be cleansed with mm-hmm. love back to whatever. And that really helps. And, you know, I'm just saying, oh, my God, you do the same thing that we do here. And I'm sure a lot of other healers, psychics, and mediums do the same thing because it really is very powerful tools that you just presented to us that it does work. Yes, it does. So people listen up. And if you have questions about that, read her book or contact her on Facebook. The link is below in the bio, the short bio. Yes, Carolyn, that's, I mean, oh my God, you know, it's almost as if we worked together or something before, you know, which we haven't. But, I mean, you're on the same page as I am. Those things work. They're real. And and the energy, you know, besides sending the energy, you know, I believe energy is real because if you send out a thought, you initiate a thought, or you launch energy of any time, good or bad, it does have an effect, you know, through the particles, even though it may be subtle effect on something that the energy is sent to, even if it's a symbol of Reiki or something mm-hmm. you do with your hands by channeling or even uh, Franken-Cheese or something like that, sage, it has a smell to it. It has an energy. This energy has something good, and it works on the you know human and spiritual bodies. So people said, well, how can a fragrance or a crystal do anything for me? It's just you know an object. They contain energy. They contain good energy. And if you use them singularly or in combination with intentions, you're going to feel really good. And at Saging, you know, we had stale energy in our house. I said, you know, it feels crappy in here. I said, let me give the house to Sage and see what happens. Next thing he knows, we were like having a party after that. I mean, that stuff is powerful. It works. Yeah, definitely. It clears off the... One um, thing I did... Yeah. Oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Carolyn. One thing I didn't no realize and I like what you said was that you find yourself saging every day. So that that mm-hmm. was something that I hadn't thought of before. 
So I like that because then you can like do a renewal of these. You can re-energize the space. So I like that. Well, you so know, I, a that's lot of, yeah. That I'm gonna... Oh no, great no, because it's, it's actually it's like a shower for your spirit and your soul. And and what happens is that we've gotten away from earth living in the sense that people used to be farmers and and then they used to go to the farm, put their hands in the earth. That cleared your energy field. Or being around in the forest or walking through the forest that clears your field. Or taking a bath in the ocean. You know, H two O plus sodium actually negates the negative charges in our energy fields. That's why when we're bathed in the ocean or sit next to the ocean, we feel better because it's actually clearing our field. So there was actually natural ways for us to clear, but we've been sitting in offices all our time with fluorescent lights, and, and the natural ways have gone away. We've gone against the earth, and the earth has kind of gone against us. You know, we're looking at little screens, and we're doing different things, and so we need to, you know, get back to nature and our essential life, and essential oils reminds us of that. You know, my office is funny in the clinic. I have, like, a, um, peacock feathers and, like, a fake lavender plant, a little bird sitting in there and all these butterflies and people feel like they're going into a forest but I think it's a remembrance of a healing space this is like a therapy and it's all purple and people love it you know so I feel that that's what we need back to nature um, to incorporate us because we're we are like you said before uh, David too we're energy beings so we need to manage our energy and that's where once we manage the energy and clear it we can hear our signals better and get our messages and our dreams get clearer and we feel more um, at peace, you know. I agree. I agree. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here with us today. We um, we don't want to take up all of your time, but we we wanted to also have you repeat your um, your Facebook and um, any new programs that you have coming up. Any new uh, things that you have coming up this month? Oh, okay, great. Um, so it's Soul Healing is my Facebook page. Um, my website's intuitivesoulhealing.com. My book, Honor Your Spirit. I've had some Mercury retrograde stuff. Should be up and rubbing on Amazon on uh, Wednesday. Uh, Honor Your Spirit's out, but it's not. It has to be, you know, okay by them. And then I also have um, right now I'm in an intuitive development class for people, to, a six-week course to help them to raise their vibration, understand how the spirit speaks, hears, sees, clairsentient, clairvoyant, claircognizant, all the different clairs, and also have them learn how to dialogue with the universe with automatic writing and journaling and working with dreams and messages. And it's a really fun time. And I've seen people's lives transform when they start connecting to their source, their soul, their mission on the planet. So. I like that. I really do like that. So we have to talk to um, all of our listeners and friends and people that will be listening in the archive that if you're interested in getting a hold of Carolyn, you can get a hold of her on her Facebook page. We will definitely leave the link for you. And um, if you're interested in contacting her and having a reading, please check out her her page. It is very informative and it has wonderful uh, sayings. I was looking at um, the one that says that never put the keys to your happiness in someone else's pocket. I love that. (laughs) So (laughs) that's also from your Facebook page. I love that. So, um, but we definitely appreciate you being here tonight and uh, we hope that we can connect again soon and have you come back on the radio again with us soon. Oh, absolutely. Whenever you want it, I'll be there. I enjoy working with you guys. 
And so inspirational talking to both of you, and thank you for your um, having me on the show tonight. It's been great. You know, it's our pleasure, and I want you to send me your, your link when it's hot for your website and everything. Because mm-hmm. on my website, which I'm, you know, I've had it for almost ten years now, I'm gonna, you know, trying to get it current. And you know, somebody was in trouble before with bad spirits, and I had to go out there and help them. But that's not my forte, and so I finally got to know people, and I have links on there to help people that have that. But you know, I don't have anybody that I can uh, that's having certain troubles that we talked about tonight that I can refer to as a healer. So I like to put the links on my uh, links and book page on my website so that people can be referred to you if they need that type of help. I'd really like to do that and then have you on the show more to talk about this because this is, this is something I don't have on as much as I do psychics and mediums and cryptozoologists. And, you know, I need <laughs> to have more people that, you know, healers on the show too to balance it out. And you're the best that I know so far, so we'd like to have you back more often. Absolutely. Just like Sherelle Yeah, said. thank you so much. Yeah, I love to keep in touch. I love the people that supported me on my path, and I love the work that you guys are doing. So this is awesome. So, yeah, keep me in, link me up, and anything to help people with their path and their purpose, I'm there for them. I know you are. And, you know, unfortunate, rare a glitch, technicality, or technically speking for Block Talk Radio, but I'm going to edit that out and repost the show so it goes smooth. And I'm also going to put it on YouTube. I like that. Oh, cool. I like yep. that. I like nice. that. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. You have a wonderful night, and thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank Take you. care. All right. Bye bye. You right. too. Night night. Bye bye. Thank you, everybody, for. Listening to the show tonight, our guest, Carolyn Coleridge, author of her new fabulous book, Honor Your Spirit. This is David and Cheryl Baker from Beyond the Gate Radio, Sunday, April 24, 2016. I hope you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Isn't that right, Cheryl? Absolutely. And until next time, keep it right here for Beyond the Gate. If you like our show, um, like us on their Facebook page, and uh, we will be on the air again soon. Say it. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Good night. And go to www.mediumdavidb.com. That's B as in Baker, mediumdavidb.com. I have all the little icons on there that links up to the Facebook, Twitter, and everything you need. Thank you very much for listening. God bless. Good night, and have a great one.
I went through four sessions of chemo. We're all battling this together. It's not just myself, it's the nurses that's battling with you. The more people that help you, you beat it. The nurses and physicians of Dignity Health believe that while medicine can cure, human kindness helps us heal, which is why it's a part of everything we do. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness.